Greetings, children, and welcome to Analytical Fanboys. I am your host, The Vacuuminator, and I'm joined, as always, by the enigmatic Boingo Rider. I'm not really here. I am being composited in later. Makes sense. So how are you doing this evening, Chris? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty well. Pretty fine. Pretty dandy. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you ready to uh, to talk about who I assume is one of your favorite YouTubers since you put him on the list? Uh, a boy named Captain Disillusion. He's pretty high up there. He's pretty good. He's pretty pretty good. Yeah. He's uh. Hey, this guy's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we. This was my first time watching, literally, I'd never heard of this guy before, somehow. But this was the first time I'd watched any of his content before. And uh, I gotta say, were it not for the existence of a, of a happy British man who plays with robot toys, he would be my new favorite. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he is really fucking good, and we should explain who and what he is. Yes, Captain Delusion... Disillusion. Damn it. You go ahead, it's your pick. Captain Disillusion is a video content creator which, with the primary function of essentially debunking videos that that feature some kind of visual effects. Viral videos that are faked. Yes. Oftentimes to kind of uh, showcase, hey... This is how they do things. Keep an eye out so you know better in the future. So, because all that kind of jazz. People really do believe some very obviously false shit, like that portal video. Yeah. But in, he does it in a great and funny way, and the cherry on top, because if someone can do this and be funny and do all that and it'd be great, he does it through the veil of essentially a, like a mid-90s kids science show host yeah because he's like he's got a weird superhero outfit he has a very specifically crafted personality he freaking lives in space and he's always in the same area even though the area slightly off to the side will always change for whatever experiment he's performing yeah and also he is partially silver yeah, that's what I meant by superhero outfit. And yeah. he has he has like a bunch of rotating side characters. Yeah, uh, and we'll get to those eventually. But that's that's his main modus operandi is he takes a viral video that has some weird function about it and explains it. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, do you want to go through the list and kind of pick apart some things and come up with uh, bits as we get to them? And specifically, when we get to, like, the CD slashes, just kind of talk about all of them in general? Yeah, that that could work, because Chris put together for me a curated playlist of kind of all of the Good Captain's stuff into a sort of understandable story with a beginning, middle, and end. And I have put all of his other videos into my Watch Later playlist. I will get to them eventually. But, uh... I, I assume you're going to not delete this, and I can, like, link it in the description. Yeah, and I'll make it public. Okay. Because it was unlisted for purposes. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's unlisted, people can still find it with the link. Yeah. But um, 
the, my purpose for doing that was to a show his standard usual content, show the extra kind of weird things he's done, and then end it with a nice note. So the first episode that I showed you was the Asherian stairwell deconstructed. Uh huh. And I had actually seen this stairwell before, not in like all the detail that he goes into, but I knew this was a thing, or at least I knew people were pretending it was a thing. Right. Um, and he goes into that and goes because like. I understand it, but maybe don't do it with real life. Yeah, it's like they're trying to create sort of a um, a modern day legend, sort of like how um, every part of the world has their own cryptid. These people were trying to make it so just like everyone perpetuates the legend of this staircase. You go up, but then you come from down. And that's, wow, that's weird, bro. Yeah. I mean, it, fundamentally, it's a it's a kind of a cute idea, but it's the fact that it lasted so long and people are still getting tricked by it. Mm-hmm. And people will genuinely go to the university and ask to see it, even long after the guy who started it doesn't go there anymore. And probably the the staff either know about it and are incredibly annoyed by it. Or don't know about it and are just like, what the fuck are you talking? Dude, we, we teach people here. Yeah, but the reason I put this on is first because it's a, just a simple video and it really showcases a lot of his like modus operandi and his view on these videos that he's making. Yeah, it's one of his longer ones. And I, I really like how it definitely does work as like a good jumping on point but also you can tell this has been going for a while yeah it's a good media res essentially Mm -hmm. so real quick uh, it's it's almost like one of them point one issues that marvel had going for a couple years yeah so what do you think of captain d as a character as a person uh i think it's a really interesting um sort of cult of personality he has it doesn't like more so than any youtuber it does remind me of like a traditional media host but in a good way not in a like oh you're trying too hard to get into the mainstream way like this guy clearly understands what works about those kids edutainment fun shows but is able to take it in a way that actually works for youtube like it doesn't feel like he has a structure or specific way that every video has to work. It feels like just he does what works for the particular topic and however long he needs to make his point and also completely deconstruct what's going on with this and why it's fake. That's how long the video will be. There's, there's no like set length or anything. And I, I very much dig that. I feel like that's, that's kind of properly youtube that's what a lot of people should or are going for like as i said as i alluded to earlier i feel like that's very similar to what few has going yeah but uh this is really good also he does a lot of interest like not necessarily compositing and vhs uh vhx effects visual effects vfx i was wrong letter um, but he does do 3D modeling, which is another big thing. He has a whole big uh, lecture he did for an open source 3D modeling program called Blender. Mm. Which you think 
oh, he's doing a lecture for a bunch of people who make this 3D modeling software. Oh, that's got to be boring. Nah, it's hilarious. Well, that's good, because I did put that in my watch later post. Yeah. But uh, the next video I put up uh, was Captain D's Definitive Guide to Trick Shots. Which is essentially the beginning of him just making fun of and kind of commenting on the internet culture of trying to create viral videos. Or at least within this narrative that you crafted for me. I'm sure he might have done one or two videos like that earlier. Yeah. But... Uh, essentially, he just goes through all these different people doing different trick shots and goes like, here's ways to do it. Here's the uh, uh, VFX way. And then he, at the end, he basically goes, but here's the way most people should do it. And yeah, goes, and there's a lot of people that do actually do it this way. And I get asked all the time, is Dude Perfect real? Can you debunk a Dude Perfect video? And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. They, they really do that shit. And he showed that by basically doing 34 takes to try and get one trick shot mm-hmm. and goes like, this is how we did it. This is the process. Sometimes effort is the best VF- uh, VFX, mm-hmm. which is just a kind of a nice sentiment. But also this yeah. is one of the few times he does uh, location in his videos. Yeah. I like how he's, he's kind of out and about doing a thing again. It feels like there's definitely a way he does his videos but there's no no real set structure. Like, he can go anywhere, do anything that the video demands. And, um, I, I again, going back to that whole I did, I did a trick shot for real thing, I really like that because it felt like him... It, it felt like him doing the better version of practical effects are so much better, bro. Like, yeah. in, instead of being like guy fat guy in an armchair uh, things suck now because it's all cg he was like well some things really do require you doing it for real because it looks better that way yeah and it's just like a cool little video also it shows more of his personality when he's dealing with other people because he's kind of a dick yeah which is perfect. Uh, but the next set of videos... He's, he's a classic YouTube character. Whatever the topic of his channel is, that is his entire life, and he doesn't particularly care about anything else. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, like, the Reviewverse guys back in the yeah. day. Yeah, or you're talking about, like, uh, the the artists no longer known as the Tigwatig people, right? Yeah, like, like Linkara... That's yeah. I was specifically thinking of Linkara when I said that. Like that. That's a Linkara is canonically married to his real life li- wife in the videos now, but they only ever bring it up as like, oh yeah, I'm married to somebody. I got drunk in Vegas once. <laughs> I'll have to figure out who that is one day. But anyways, check out this shitty comic. Yeah. Also, his house has a spaceship. Mm-hmm. And that's what Captain D's spaceship is. Yeah. Uh, Is it a spaceship uh, or a space station? It feels like a space station to me. I think it can be both, depending, because there's some videos where he has a spaceship. Mm. Um, The next set of videos is uh, CD Slash, which is is less a uh, debunking set, but more of a, hey, here's how just the things you're watching work. Yeah, it's... It's the it's sort of him going along the lines of 
I've explained how VFX work in specific situations. Now let me just explain the basics of VFX and media in general for people so you can understand my perspective and maybe get a better idea of how to do some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, it's really informative about the technology and everything, uh, mm-hmm. though eventually he does correct the mistake he made previously. Yeah, and that video is hilarious. It is the perfect thing, but we'll get to that. It's, it's, uh, okay, we'll get to that. But, yeah, we'll uh, get to that. One, one more thing I do want to say about him in general, though, is like I think the thing that makes him most appealing is he feels like the level of YouTubing you want to be at for whatever your specific passion is. Like, I wish I could do a channel this good on the toy industry. Like, he feels like he has a real passion for and comprehensive understanding of visual effects in a way that I never could have. Like, he feels like the guy whose favorite part of editing or favorite part of video making is editing. And for me, it's like I can really appreciate and enjoy that perspective, but I could never have that perspective because my favorite part of making a video is plotting it out. Um, like I don't enjoy actually filming videos or editing them or uploading them. That's all like an extra chore on top of it to me. But just getting this perspective may also help your perspective while making videos to go like, nah, man, Captain D would be having fun with this. Yeah. Let's try and do more Captain D kind of stuff and not necessarily go full VFX and, uh, 3d modeling and everything, but go like, I can make this funner. I can be, I can be fun with this. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is a nice kind of sentiment to have. Um, but the next one is uh, Skiing Ostriches Debunk featuring the YouTube algorithm. Oh my god. This is the video we were talking about. Before yeah, now I remember. Now I remember. Um, in this video, he basically goes over a what he reveals is a commercial for uh, Japanese ski lodges. Um, and basically all the while just shitting on YouTubers who just blame the algorithm for all their woes. And he -hmm. basically goes like, yo, maybe it's not just the algorithm. Maybe you should put more effort into your shit that you're making. And like advertising it and whatnot. Because like that's that's the thing with this guy is the algorithm never showed me him. I've never heard of him before my entire life. Not even like somebody mentioning him on another channel. But me finding him through you has been a really enjoyable experience and part of me wants to be like oh the algorithm but then another part of me knows that like i just trust the algorithm to bring me new stuff like i am one of those guys even though i do my watch later playlist like you do to get stuff in my watch later playlist i'll go to the recommended page and i'll go I know what that is. I've seen that. I've seen that. Not interested. Not interested. Not interested. Refresh. Okay, here's some videos I haven't seen before from channels I'm already subscribed to. And hey, one channel I've never heard of before. Let's throw all those on the watch later playlist. Yeah. The best the best algorithm is human relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just the part in this video where and I'm actually watching it right now, where he talks about how like People blame this. People rag constantly on the subscribe button and ringing the bell, but it's like, no, the way they have it makes perfect sense. It's just, as you said to me earlier, it's labeled wrong, 
where subscribe is now, we just want to have occasional notifications of this channel. And the bell is, I want to see every video this channel ever puts out. It's a more robust way of dedicating yourself as a viewer. Yeah. And if they had just relabeled them different things from the very beginning and never changed the function of the subscribe button, I have a feeling a lot more people would be like a lot more accepting of the whole situation. Mm-hmm. But eh. also the video that he was uh, debunking really fun video. And the way he explained everything was like really cool because he goes like, yeah, but this is probably how they did it and shows like, yeah, they were probably people on skis holding like, ostrich body puppetry and going like yeah that and that because a big thing he's a vfx guy but he loves practical effects working in tandem with vfx Mm -hmm. which i think we can all agree is the best kind of effects like that's why i don't know about you but that's why i got into tokusatsu in the first place is people like told me um a, I was told, well, you know, Power Rangers, right? But then I also heard the thing that actually made me want to watch stuff was like, yeah, modern stuff is actually a really good mix of here, here's practical and we're using CGI where we can't get practical to do where we want, what we want. Like, for example, I wa- uh, we'll talk about it later, but uh, Kamen Rider Zero One, the first episode, fantastic on that. And... Yeah, there's there's lots of great stuff with them fighting in suit, and then there's one amazing CGI sequence, which actually looked really good for TV Tokusatsu. Oh yeah, yeah. Where but where look, it's slow mo and he's jumping over cars and shit. But uh, as I have a feeling, we both watched that episode. We'll talk about it later. Uh-huh. Um, but it's a really good. Uh, this is a really good video. Really gets it across. The next video though. Is probably one of my favorites of his, which is Chinese Indivisibility Cloak Hoax Destroyed. Uh, yeah, by the, uh, what I'm going to refer to as his alter ego, even though I'm sure he never used it again, Big D. Big D. Essentially, not, uh, 5% of this video is explaining how they did the hoax in the video he's talking about, which is basically he held up a blue screen. They did a pass. He did this, but the rest of it is him poking fun at mainstream YouTubers because he had just recently been promoted or is that the correct word featured feature? Maybe it. Yeah. Featured on H free H free, which got him a ton of new subscribers. And instead of doing the thing of like, Oh, I'm going to put out one of my best videos ever. I'm going to make a new, like, best uh, Captain Disillusion video ever to to really cement those new viewers. He said, I'm going to do that, but I'm going to do it by making fun of the people who just got me all these viewers, and I'm going to promote all of my favorite channels while I'm doing it. Yeah, Vsauce, Runner Every Day, CGP um, Gray, uh, Tom Scott... Yeah, and um, I know who the guy is, but there's a English professor, not an English professor, a professor who is English, who makes videos, <laughs> and he made uh, and he referenced him as well. But it's just like it, it felt like it's all in good fun. Yeah, um, I don't think I put it on the list, but there's a later video after he made this where he teamed up with Smarter Every Day 
the guy nice. uh, the guy with the hat and he was like hey can i use some of your footage I was like yeah wait hold on a second i'll be right back and he came back dressed as captain disillusion <laughs> that's great and just started doing the voice and everything captain d was like you know i was doing this that for like fair use and parody and now you're just making fun of me real big <laughs> guy are you real big guy that's great it was just perfect and but, it also yeah. just reminded me of like again talking about the uh, the the artists formerly known as the Tigwatig people. Uh, it reminded me of like all of their like the Antics. constant the constant joke on them for April Fool's Day was I'm going to do a video where I pretend to be one of the other creators on the site. And because of that, I have literally been meaning to ever since I found Jake's channel and befriended him, Jacob Brody Database Ranger. I have been meaning to do an April Fool's Day video where I pretend to be Jake. <laughs> and that'll, that'll happen someday. It just has to happen at a time where I'm consistently YouTubing while, I, while it's in the lead up to April Fool's Day, which in my entire career has never happened. But uh, he also made fun of a lot of just general influencer kind of people. Hmm. And the, that whole kind of scene. It was just a really good video. Yeah. And th- and that's when I feel like he's also debunking YouTube culture. Mm-hmm. Which is like a secondary minor theme without all of it throughout all of his videos. Yeah. Which is it's less hey YouTube's dumb fuck YouTube and more like hey people are going to misuse this platform. Why don't we just support the people who don't? So mm-hmm. That's okay. And that's, that generally seems to be the mindset with YouTube these days. I mean, not to lampshade too much, but we are recording on the day where the, the verification went away for a lot of people. Hmm. Um, and, like, the constant sentiment I've seen go around is, yeah, YouTube is doing everything it can to delegitimize the people that actually bring people into their site. So, uh why don't we all just agree to enjoy the videos, but focus more on sites like Patreon and make your own Squarespace or whatever. Here's my Squarespace ad. Come to Squarespace. We got all kinds of squares. We even got cubes, so come and get your squares, you fucking square. Their space is true. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, top-notch, top-notch video. Good video. Uh, next was CD Slash about frame rate, just teaching about... 30 frames and going like this is why this people in the world have these frames mm-hmm. and this was the only one the only one of his videos where i actually knew most of what he was saying and that that was kind of fun yeah but he, he's trying to give general uh, knowledge about this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and make sure everybody's also, kind of on the same page also i feel like i should say um with his uh cd slash the way he does end screens is just so perfect mm. Oh yeah, he'll be saying something kind kind of to shit on whatever he's talking about at the end, and then he'll just get cut off because he's clearly about to go on a dumb ramble. It, it it reminds me of the old days when YouTube videos had annotations and people did those, like, uh, choose your own adventure things with annotations, mm-hmm. and they're like, pick one. I don't know which one you're gonna pick, but pick one. Or like my personal favorite thing, when people would do the uh, the end screen back when end screens were starting to become a more regular thing before the proper end screen function had been introduced, people would do annotation end screens, like 
a quarter of the way through the video and pretend like the video was ending. And then, like, right at about the 30-second mark, they go, also, this isn't the end of the video. We need to talk about this. Yeah. Which is fun. It's cute. It's an old-school thing. Yeah. Uh, the next video is the Gateway to Sidonia the Bunk. Oh, this is so great. This is a good video, especially because it, he's tackling a specific video, but also kind of a recent trend and storytelling. Mm-hmm. Which, which is... The, is there a word for it? Uh, he had a phrase for it in the video. I don't remember what it was. All I remember was uh, him going over like how these people love to move the goalposts. And even when you prove that they're doing wrong, they'll just say, I'm doing art. It's a trendy new thing where you blend fact and fiction. See, if he, here's the thing. I'm fine with these concepts as long as from the very beginning you say that Hey, by the way, this is kind of a story. Mm-hmm. You 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 pull an Orson Welles uh, World of the World situation. You start yeah. it with going, the following is going to seem like it's real, but it's not. Trust me. Have you ever listened to that original broadcast, by the way? No. I have. It's on YouTube. It's only like a half hour long, which boggles my mind as to how people manage to tune in late to it and get confused, but whatever. And it was also, I like it. Ha- it's one of those things where you clearly just had to have been there because I don't understand how people thought that was real. Yeah, I th- from what I've heard, the legend has over exaggerated it, and it was more of like a local tiny area. Mm-hmm. But um, I read the book. I read the book when I was a kid. I was one of those guys. I have not read the book. Weirdly, though, I've listened to that broadcast, and I've seen the Tom Cruise version of the movie. That's not a bad version of the movie. It scared the shit out of me as a kid. I won't lie. Yeah. Um, but in the uh, in the Gateway video, he talks about a specific video, which is the eponymous Gateway to Sidonia, where a guy sets up a couple Bluetooth speakers and makes uh, a portal and everything to... Sedona, uh, Arizona, or New Mexico? One of those two places. This is in Southwest America. Um, the piecemeal phenomenon. That's what he called it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he also talks about two other examples of it, which was um, the cartoonist. I can't remember his name. Uh, yeah. The guy who did BuzzFeed, video, uh, BuzzFeed cartoons, and then once he quit, his comics immediately became better. Mm-hmm. Um. And he talks Where, about the guy who said he had a ghost in his house. He talks about the, uh, oh, what are they called? The, the experiments. The Russian guy who's making homunculi. Yes, that shit. Um, which, by the way, that seems like a very interesting concept for a video series. Mm-hmm. In general, it seems neat. Yeah. I like the designs that he came up with for the little monsters. It's cute. Yeah. Um, but basically going like, hey, maybe we should like don't do this to trick people, but storytelling's fine. Just there's a fine line between it and maybe we should find it. Mm-hmm. Because this whole video though reminded me of like kayfabe of wrestling kayfabe. Yeah. And and that's that's another thing I really like about his channel. He feels like he's one of those guys who's really aware of the whole YouTube being similar to wrestling thing. Maybe not in those exact words, but and, and he likes to play with that and 
pointed out where he can and and like we keep saying teach people to be aware of what's going on he's teaching people not to work themselves into a shoot yes uh but i was talking specifically to kayfabe is like kayfabe is a manufactured reality except except now everybody's kind of in on the kayfabe Mm -hmm. which i think is what he's kind of going for it's like it's okay to have a kayfabe just don't make it's like it's harder and detrimental to people to present it as 100% totally true. Mm-hmm. Um, but next is uh, part one of a two part set of videos called VFX Cool, where he's just talking about Back to the Future and being a giant nerd about it. Oh, it's so much fun. Uh, basically, he. I don't think there's a human alive who doesn't love the Back to the Future trilogy, or at least one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand why people wouldn't like 2 and 3. But um, he just goes over his love of Back Back to the Future and explains how they got some VFX VFX shots and everything. And goes like, this is what they did, and this is how they did it. And um, the first video is all just like, I love Back to the Future and all that kind of stuff and explaining some of the technology that they had developed for Back to the Future 1. Mm-hmm. And it's all just really cool. He has a really cool shot with this table where he makes it unfold and pop out. Yeah, and he's it's it's made very clear that like this is the thing that kind of kicked off Captain Disillusion was this film and getting to see what all went into it. Because there are versions of, I forget which release it is, but there's versions of Back to the Future with, like, each movie having, like, an hour-long documentary on the making of. Oh, yeah, I have uh, a DVD collection of it that has those kind of things on it. Nice. It's really good. Um, But, yeah, it's really kind of cool. It's just nice to see it. Videos like this are really good to show creators' influence. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is just a dope thing. But also, next... I didn't know about the original Industrial Light and Magic uh, logo. That that was cool to see him talk about that and how, like, yeah, the old one kind of is better. The old one is better for, like, a design. The new one's better for, like, a logo. Because mm-hmm. the old one is a magician having light and a gear and making magic with movies. And the second one is just a light and a gear. Yeah. Which, if you're going to have it on, like, a thing of paper, a light and a gear looks a lot better than the whole magician thing. But the magician thing looks better for a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. But it's a really dope little love letter to BTTF. Uh, the next video, though, is Disneyland Ghost Debunk. Where the entire video, is he's just going over uh, a video that someone recorded where... Uh, a ghost had apparently walked through Disneyland and he was going like, yeah, no ghosts aren't real first Mm -hmm. off. And then he explained, okay, this is how it happened. They went over a tape again. And it's like, people are going like, yeah, but it's like 20, whatever the video was made. How can it, why is Disney still using tapes? And he was like, guys from years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's an old video. But the best part of the video is um, uh, the copyright enforcement and uh, IP enforcement. Yeah, probably one of the best ha-ha Disney is really strict jokes I've seen in quite a while. 
because he starts talking about Disney and then all of a sudden his wall is exploded and Mickey Mouse comes up and goes like, uh-huh. Well, I'm just here to uh, make sure everything's on the up and up, guy. Uh, just do your thing. Just do it exactly how you would do it. And then just every once in a while, Mickey will go, you should put a little more character into that. You should make that a little more whimsical. Yeah. And not like it, it, it feels very much like it's not necessarily saying Disney's an evil overlord. And it's more saying Disney is tr- weirdly just trying to do its best. Mm-hmm. But its best is also kind of evil. Yeah, it's not so much an NPC going Disney bad, Mouse Man bad. It's it's him going like Disney, you, you're getting a little scary there. Maybe you should dial it back a notch. And there was a kind of cool moment where Minnie Mouse calls Mickey and goes like, "Are you gonna be coming home?" And he's like, "Woman, I'm working. I'm trying to get you nice dresses and jewelry." And he gets stressed and he just leaves Captain D alone. It's like, you know what? used to be better kind of thing yeah which is just kind of like a oh you feel you feel sorry for the giant uh mega corporation Uh (laughs) uh-huh and then you forget about that because you realize oh yeah it's it's disney why should fuck them yeah when was the last time that happened oh yeah that's right it was when sony got fucked took their ball and went home (sighs) here's the thing about all of that they have not definitively made a press statement. They're mm-hmm. still in talks. There's no matter how much Sony goes like, yeah, no, we're not talking. If they weren't yeah. talking, they'd make a press release. Yeah. I saw on Reddit the other night, this great meme of uh, the scene from far from home where Peter goes. So it's time for the truth. Are you two dating to may and um, oh God. happy? Yes. And happy, but it's, it's uh, the, it's the fans just in text, pasted over Peter's, Peter's face. So it's time for the truth. Are you two still in talks? And then it's Sony and Disney. Yes, no. Uh, like I saw a thumbnail for one of those like nerd news sites that I follow on YouTube that says like, is Sony and Disney negotiations for Spider-Man all a work? And it's like, you know what? I wouldn't doubt it at this point in time. I. I would bet $10 that that was Screen Stalker. I can't remember. It may have been Screen Stalker. It may have been the one where one of the people from SourceFed started it. Oh, do you still watch SourceFed? No. Is SourceFed still a thing? No, they have closed down forever ago. Oh, thank God. Um, no, most of the original members of SourceFed, like Steve Zaragoza and all those guys, they started their own comedy troupe called The Valley People. Oh, good for that. Yeah, so this is less news and more like, we're just making comedy because that's what we like doing. And they're doing pretty well. Good for them. Yeah. It's like one of the second string of people of uh, who joined the SourceFed after the original group. Mm. He went and did that. And he was cool. I liked him. Um, But, next CD slash is aspect ratio, where he just talks about like aspect ratio and why... This is why you see bars on the side of the screen sometimes. Yeah, and it just explains different media has different uh, reasons for being the way it is kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Just going like, hey, it's not bad, it's just different. Yeah. Then we had part two of VFX School, Back to the Future, where he talks more about how... The VFX evolved over the trilogy. 
Yeah, and how they started using a lot more computer graphics in the second and third movie, but also how they kept it grounded with practical effects in order to make a really good, seamless product. Yeah, and certain things were kind of revolutionized by this movie, which I, I didn't even know. Um, and, and he also takes a nice moment at the end to sort of point out, like, now I'm not saying these movies are perfect. There's all kinds of fucky shit going on in here. Like, like look at Marty's hand. Here's a guy in short shorts in the yeah. Old West. <laughs> but he said ultimately that the... Oh, yeah, and here's the kid pointing at his crotch. Mm-hmm. But he says that ultimately that the movies are... The movies are better to have been made than never made at all because they're really, really good, and they did a lot of cool things for VFX. Yeah. And then, and then he did at a, the end, he drives off in a DeLorean. In an area that looks distinctly like Florida. Uh-huh. That is so fucking Florida. <laughs> oh, God. Isn't he supposed to be Canadian, though? No. When he, uh, back in the earlier video, when he landed on Earth from doing the uh, the trick shot video, he landed in Florida. Mm. And he did joke about, uh, in the Disneyland Ghost video, he said, like, you should go to Disney War- or whichever one it is. Yeah, it was, you should go to Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Worst thing that happened there is a gator starts preaching at you. <laughs> and that's true. Mm-hmm. Um. Quick question, though. Do you think that DeLorean he got into at the end, was that real or was that VFX? He showed earlier how the first DeLorean was kind of wiggly. So I have a, like, I don't know. That's the best part about it, though. It could have been a real DeLorean. It looks so good, I want to believe it's a real DeLorean. It probably was a real DeLorean, but here's the thing. That's the whole point of the video is saying, like, practical and digital should work together in tandem instead of just going digital all the way. Yeah. And that's what he showcased because we're trying to figure out, was that a real DeLorean or was it not? Mm -hmm. Because it looked good. And that's the point. Uh, Also, he had a cameo from another YouTuber. Uh, Um, I can't remember her name. It's a Japanese name. Ami Yamato. Who yeah, I've yeah. never heard of before. Is she always computer generated, or was that just for this video? She's always computer generated. Okay. I don't know why. I think she does pretty like typical things, and is not like a cartoon character. She just is computer generated. Yeah, it's probably a mix of she in real life enjoys computer generation, and also she wants to keep some anonymity. Yeah, but it's cool. It's neat. Uh, the next video. Is another CD slash, but this time about resolution, which was pretty good. All of the all of the CD slashes have this kind of running theme of like sort of poking fun at gamer culture and the chasing higher higher dev culture, and this was sort of the culmination of that. Like in the we talked about in the frame rate one, um, he had he has this moment where he's like. Yeah, frame rate can get really good, but it only to a certain point for our eyes. And, like, he kind of pokes fun at the 60 frames per second culture, which was really good. 60 frames is... 60 frames, you can tell. But when it gets higher than that is when it starts getting stupid. Yeah. 
And that was kind um, of its point. And, and here it's more so about resolution where it's like, yeah, you can make things look really, really nice, but also what's, what's the point at a certain point, it, everything looks fine. So why do you need to keep chasing so far? Yeah. And it's saying like the uh, going, like the resolution wars between the consumer market and the professional market. And it's like, mm-hmm. guys, it's dumb. We don't need to do this. Which yeah. is nice. Which is pretty cool. Uh, and then we have his video on the Mandela effect. Yeah. He's, which uh, is not really a thing to debunk, but more of just a general topic of like, this is dumb, guys, stop believing it. Yeah. And I feel like everybody's done a video on the Mandela effect at this point. But like, his was really good because it wasn't like, have you heard of the Mandela effect? It's a thing that exists, and here's some... I think I've experienced it once or twice with average example, and he even pokes fun at that. Like, he's like, you know there's two different 90s black guy wizard movies? The Kit Kat logo, it, it has a hyphen, right? Wrong! Oh my god, Mandela effect! No, no, that's not a thing. Calm down. You just have a shit memory. And, uh... Also, at the same time, he's, uh... Is this the introduction of her character, or is this just my introduction to her character? This is just your introduction to her character. She's had earlier uh, earlier videos. Okay. Uh, Holly, the, the one reoccurring character... I didn't fuck up her name, right? It is Holly? No. Yeah. Okay. okay. I got scared for a second there. It's either but Holly it's, or uh, Molly. It's one of those. Yeah. Um, and I believe she's his real-life wife. That may be it. I don't know. I never looked it up just because I went like, oh, okay, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, When I was Googling a couple things related to him while I was watching the video, like one of the top results was Captain Disillusion wife. And so I assumed it was people checking to see if he, his wife was Mo- uh, Holly. Yeah. Uh, either way, she's just a cool character that comes in every once in a while. Typically, she portrays essentially a spiritual character like a god like a cosmic being and just kind of fucks with captain d interesting also has a crush on him Hmm. though there is a video i didn't put in the playlist so it's it's literally picard and q yeah yeah uh but i went there star trek fans (laughs) (sighs) I don't know enough about Star Trek to to, to, to comment. <laughs> Is that the one where he punches a, a gator boy? Yeah, I think that happened at some point. <laughs> uh, but it's just going over like, this is a person who is known for being a paranormal kind of researcher who's just doing this thing. It's silly. You just have a shit memory that can be heavily influenced by other people. Hmm. Which is, which is a, a thing that needs to be said every once in a while. But the next video is uh, the first quick D in this uh, playlist, which is basically like shorter form, less uh, set driven and uh, characterized versions of his debunking, where he just quickly goes over a single video really quick. Okay, I just fact-checked Holly is not his wife nor his girlfriend. 
his real life girlfriend was shown in a video once and it wasn't Holly. Yeah, okay. He's a good friend. Yeah. Uh also probably like just does other production with him, so who knows? Yeah. Uh but quick D, mirror ball. Uh so this, uh, this was a solid little like uh hey, Vine is a thing and you can be tricked by it too. Yeah. And he d- goes through showing how to do uh, the whole mirror ball trick, which is basically you bounce a ball on the counter, it goes into a mirror, and you make it look like it's going to the other side of the mirror and then bouncing back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just goes like, yeah, no, you just deleted it. It just digitally erased it. That's easy. Also, I love how he did the 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 joke that was obviously targeted at people like us about people having podcasts that nobody watches. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. That's fun making it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just a quick little video detailing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next is Big Malusion. The video where it all comes together. The video cl- where it all clicked for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Because it's it's literally Captain Disillusion having having a moment of, and he has these quite often of like, well, I think I've done every video. What is there left to do with my life? And then uh, this little assistant girl shows up and she goes, "Hey, Captain, I got a bunch of a bunch of a bunch of messages and videos for you to check out to possibly do for your next video." And he's like, "Oh, there's nothing left." And then there's a freaking time capsule with a button on it, and he pushes the button on it. And Beekman from Beekman's World just appears. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. You get the feeling that people, like, very quickly identified or asked him and he confirmed that he was inspired by Beekman's World. And it got back to the guy and he watched his videos and then went, oh, this guy's cool. I'd like to work with him at some point. And he was like, I will pay your airfare. Come here. We're making a, we're making a collab. And here's the thing, the guy who played Beekman still dresses and does Beekman appearances, so he loves the character. Oh, that's cool. Because, like, uh, I know very little about Beekman's world. I know that it was a thing, and I know, and I've seen, like, a few clips from it, but I, but I don't, like, know it. Like, that's, that's what's kind of fun about this for me, is it's my first real experience with this kind of media. Like, I've seen some good eats here and there. I know about Beekman. I know about Bill Nye. Um, I think I might have caught whatever the freaking mid-2000s group show about this kind of stuff on uh, PBS was. I forget the name. Zoom? Yes. I watched a bit of Zoom as a kid, but I barely remember it. So, like, Captain Disillusion is, like, my big introduction to this kind of media of, like, oh, I get why this is so popular now. Yeah, and it's a really good little love letter to Beekman's world. There's some cute jokes. It's, like, Beekman's starting to introduce the show, and they're th- and he's thinking, oh, it's going to go into the theme song. And he's like, hey, we don't, have the, we don't have the copyright to that. Mm-hmm. Which is a cute little joke. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a very fun thing of, like, clearly just not really a passing of the torch, but an acknowledgement of a new generation has come about. 
Yeah. Um, also, it's just like a really, it's a really nice different tone to his regular videos because it's trying to emulate more of Beekman's world than mm-hmm. his typical videos. So there's a lot of cute little sound effects and wacky noises. Yeah, and I was kind of, I was kind of curious if that assistant girl pops up in anything else, but I, I get the feeling that she was just for this video because that was a thing in Beekman's world. Because Beekman, yeah. Beekman frickin' does the Doctor Who thing of, like, listing off all his past assistants at the start. And I was like, honestly, oh god, I'm having flashbacks to Night of the Doctor. Honestly, that's kind of, like, it makes sense for these kind of characters to be kind of Doctor Who-esque. Especially because Doctor Who was originally intended to be a character like this. Mm-hmm. And then Dalek Mania happened. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this whole video is about uh, free energy devices, specifically perpetual motion machines, and basically them going... Beekman explaining the physics behind it, and Captain D explaining how they faked it. Yeah. Which was, which was really fun for me to see as a topic, because that's always been a real stick in my craw, because um, for anybody who has seen a little show called Power Rangers Megaforce... You'll know that that the, that episode that first episode opens with um, the teacher asking, "Hey kids, what species will be able to outlast all others?" And the Blue Ranger, who is supposed to be the smart, sciency one, answers, "Robots powered by perpetual motion engines." And every review, including my my Megaforce sucks on the pilot, had a moment of people going like. You're supposed to be the smart one, and you don't realize that perpetual motion engines are bullshit? Now, morphin' engines, those would work. Oh, yeah. Put, put some morphex in there. It'll work. I mean, they can power a bicycle. Yeah. Uh, but this is just... Also, I really love the little uh, warning in the beginning. Is just says, this is a piece of blatant fan fiction. Please do not sue us, company that currently owns, owns the rights to Beatman's World. Yeah, and it's just like kind of, it's just nice. It's nice. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah. it's a lovely time with the boys. Yeah, and gal. Yes. Also, I really like the magnet joke because he looks like metal, and so giant magnet just thunks into him. Yeah, it's in. The, it's, this is also like a really good video to show like Captain D's kind of an idiot in all things other than his speciality. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of... leads into that whole thing of you, YouTube characters getting so into their specific topic that everything else doesn't matter to them. Yeah. Also, there was a really cool little VFX shot where they played the gambit a little bit and showed that the top part of Captain D's head is the fake part. Hmm. Because Beekman pulled underneath the human skin tone and pulled the mask out from Captain D. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, because it because you the reason he doesn't have the top ha- half of his head done is because he doesn't want to do anything with his hair and it's easier to see and keep things clean. And it's just a it's a cool f- effect with the lines leaking down and whatnot. It makes him really look like it, it kind of represents visual effects. Yeah. Um, which is just kind of cool. That that, mu- that feels like it should have taken a long time to figure out. Mm-hmm. 
editing wise, which is just a nice, and it's just a little throwaway joke thing. And it's just like, this guy puts effort into his videos. Yeah. Like I get the feeling of like every time he puts out a video, it's a proper event because he's probably constantly working on videos, but he probably only puts out one a month or one every other month. Yeah. If he's doing smaller, like CD slashes or like quick D's, he can get, I've seen him have like two a month. But a bigger video, it's like, yeah, it's a one a month or once every other month. Hmm. He's not a prolific video maker, but every video he makes is top-notch. Yeah. Which, uh, again, reminds me of a certain toy review man. Yeah. Uh, but the next video is a CD slash about interlacing. Uh, this, this was pretty fun because I knew some of this, like the bit where he talks about that's why soap operas look that way. I knew that, but I didn't know how it all specifically related to each other. But basically, he's explaining interlacing in uh, uh, televisions, which basically means they only produce one li- uh, every other line, and then they go back and do the other line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he basically explained, and people saw that and went, hey, we can just make each ever each version of that a different frame and make video look weird. Mm-hmm. Also, I like how without making a big deal out of it, he explains why CRTs are called CRTs and what all that means. Like, oh, he yeah. could have made that a whole video, but it's just this little part at the beginning of this video. Um, also, I like his little thought that we invented technology, uh, television and we basically had an imperfect technology for years Mm-hmm. But everybody was fine, uh, fine with it because picture on a screen. Yeah, which is just kind of cool. But this is also the video that he made a little error in, and that he makes a fix in later. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get to the fix in a couple videos. The next video is Reptilian Bieber Mosh. I don't really remember this one. You're gonna have to explain it to me. Basically, it's uh, debunking all those. Look, this is a celebrity, and then oh, look, he looks like a lizard person. Here. Oh yeah, crap! Basically, his video on conspiracy theories. His first video on conspiracy theories. <laughs> um, but um, he basically goes like, "Hey, ninety percent of digital techno- uh, digital cameras aren't great, and when you're trying to compress footage." You basically keep a couple keyframes and then you data mosh between them because it can look okay. But if you skip one of them, you get some weird artifacting. Yep. And that's why you they look like lizardy people. You're dumb for thinking they're actually lizard people. <laughs> that's it. That's the video. That, that that is indeed a video that he made. Uh, he also went into a little bit of data moshing and got like, yeah, no, but you can do this for kind of cool stuff, too. It's neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next video is the Marble Sorting Machine Debunk. Which, correct me if I'm wrong, is a video that's meant to spin Holly off into her own series? She hasn't done anything else yet? Hmm. That's it's interesting, because just... it, it really felt like Holly is bored of fucking with captain d and then she gets an actual interest in a hobby and she goes off to do that and setting up a youtube channel that would have been cool (laughs) this is the start of a beautiful friend zone yeah 
And I, I like how I like how they put that joke in there because you know people people probably ship to them. Yeah, but it's very clear that Captain D is just very obsessed with debunking and being correct, and it's just he has he has to go so far to correct someone, and it's just like you're kind of a dick. Yeah, Captain D's first and only love is um actually. Yeah, and this whole video, he's debunking a marble sorting machine, which uh, an artist created and made, and people were going like, oh, it's real. And it's not. It, it, Very obviously fake. Yeah, it's a bunch of colored marbles in the top, and they <laughs> go down, and they are sorted into different colors. And he's yeah. basically going through every single thing in minutiae detail, and going like, there's no hinge here. How does he push this button? How does this happen? Meanwhile, Holly's going like, yeah, but I bet we can make it for real. You want to try and make it for real? It's, I can do this. I can do that. Uh, and it's it's clear like their brains have two very different paths they're going down. And I'm like, oh, she's going to start her own channel and make tutorials about how how to build these action, these things that are seemingly impossible and were done fakely. Yeah, and not necessarily to replicate the fake thing, but just to go like, here's what would actually happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a really cool video, and you can see that Captain D is like trying to get on her level, but he's like, "But we gotta, we gotta do this." Like, it's it's interesting. It's cool. It's it's that thing where a a friend of yours has an interest that you don't really care about, and you're trying to pretend like you care so they can enjoy themselves talking about it for a few minutes. It was me introducing you to Beck. Yeah. 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 And I don't mean the artist back. It's, I mean, it's me when off recording several times. I have gone, do you remember Rescue Heroes? <laughs> did you hear it? Did you ever play with those as a kid? I would like to go back and buy all the ones I had as a kid. Have I told you this before? You've told me five times. I'm going to tell you a sixth time. Yeah. You also showed a photo of like they're making new ones again. Yeah, that's pretty cr- like literally I this was on my Twitter. I name dropped them in a video and then the next fucking day somebody who I follow tweeted like, "Oh my god, these are back." And I was like, "What the fuck?" It's pretty 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 spooky but pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to pick up any of the new ones though. But the next video is a CD slash interlacing admin uh, 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 addendum, where basically Which is goes basically like, him making fun of um, professional productions peeling back the curtain and it not looking so good. Yeah, he just does the entire video with no pants on. Mm-hmm. He's drinking vodka and like constantly tripping over shit and going, somebody clean this up, even though there's clearly no one else there. Yeah. And he ends the video by spilling a drink on like a back screen. (laughs) And he goes like, oh God, this was so expensive. Somebody get some paper towels. Somebody get some paper towels. And I love how there's that little that little title card flash that looks like a stock Windows Movie Maker title card. Yeah, uh, and basically he says, hey, uh, there was some information that I didn't see. 
it looks a little di different than how I showed in the original video. Here's a correction. And he gave this long, overblown skit on how to make a seamless viewing experience. Mm -hmm. Which is just beautiful. Involving, like, two phones and a computer. And a tablet. Ah, oh, man. And it's just like... Have somebody karate chop the, the phone out of your hand as you simultaneously backflip to look at the tablet. Yeah. Throw both phones backwards. Don't care about where you throw them. And it's just, like, it's fun. He's making mm -hmm. fun of, like, overly pedantic people, too, because, like, some of you had to correct me. Mm -hmm. And it's just nice. That's cool. It's funny. A lot of these are good funny videos. Yeah. Uh, next is another quick D, a static helicopter blades. Which was very funny because I've seen this constantly posted on like places like Tumblr and Reddit. I had no idea people thought these were like didn't understand how these were working. Because as he points out in the video, literally every one of these videos has it in the title of this is done by changing the what you call it of the camera, the shutter speed, yeah. I think it is. But uh, he basically goes like, yeah, but you can also do it this way and does a strobe light with a fan and shows like, yeah, no, they're spinning. It just doesn't appear that they're spinning. Mm -hmm. uh, which is a, just a good video. Good explanation for a little phenomenon that's happening. Uh, the next one was uh, him also making fun of the fact that he's always getting to memes late. Yeah. The Invisible Box Challenge. Mm -hmm. And I love how he poked fun at how morning shows are constantly padding out and stretching for time. He's just like fast-forwarding, fast-forwarding, fast-forwarding. She got to fucking do it so I can explain how she fucking does it. Also showing how they have horrible production value. Yeah. Look at all this negative space. They've broken the 180 rule. It's like, ah, uh, it's so confusing. But whatever. And basically, basically says there's two ways of doing it. Either be extremely agile and athletic, or be like me and cheat. Mm -hmm. uh, and basically shows him uh, digitally removing a box and going through this whole thing and giant rigmarole just to do a dumb joke. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the next is an older of his videos, The Floating City Debunk, mm -hmm. where he basically shows th this very weird concept of, hey, look over at this city, and there's a city in the clouds, and going like, yeah, no, this was faked, and everybody saying it's a mirage is completely wrong, and there needs to be better research. Yeah, it's it's talk it's very much a video about lazy journalism while also going, how could anybody possibly think this is a thing? Like it's very obviously an effect. It looks like something out of an either an anime or a Japanese live action science fiction film. Yeah. But it's just kinda it, and he also explains how to make it and it's a very easy process that anybody can do. Yeah. So it's a short, it's a shorter video, uh, but goes into a neat concept and really kind of cool. Next one, however, is superhuman tape measure skills debunk, which is basically him acknowledging his audience and also going like, "Hey, ad companies are a thing, and their videos aren't necessarily meant for public consumption all the time." 
but they get into public consumption, so be aware of that. Yeah, and also just going through all the mistakes that they made that just mm-hmm. make it completely... You can just see all the artificiality in it. Yeah, because it's very obvious, like, as he said, that watching that video for him paints a picture of a director just winging it on the day for the most part, and then some overworked, underpaid VFX artist has to make it all work. Yeah. Um, Also, really nice little button on it, just saying, if you ever see a video... Google something like this and see if there's any ad award because they love giving themselves awards and you'll probably debunk a lot of videos just by doing that. Which was hilarious for me because like I've read an entire book series where the main character is a former ad exec. So I, I kind of have absorbed a lot of knowledge of how that industry works through what is detailed in those books. And it was like, yeah... Yeah. Yeah. But uh, also, just again, really showing how Captain D's a really cool dude, except when it comes to people, because he's a dick to his fan. And it's just going like, <laughs> all right, buddy, if you want to fuck you. You know so much. Why don't you do the job? Oh, listen. Oh, you can't get all this? Here's me getting all this. I own this gig, sucker. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, yeah. That's Captain D, man, for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the last video, which isn't really a, a debunk video, but more of a thematic sketch, a thematic element, and kind of a... I put this at the end just because I felt it was really good. It feels like a series finale, or if if not a series, at least like a season finale. Yeah. Uh, essentially, he starts the video, and you see Captain D in his normal position, and he starts going through these videos and going like, uh, there was this alligator in Florida that was really, really big. This can't be real. Alligator too big. Mm-hmm. And going like through, uh, going like through his debunking character, and going like, look at the animation. It looks so wonky. And just as more evidence shows that no, this was real. He just goes into more and more outlandish claims, making fun of the people who try to force obviously real shit on him. And he's like, I'm not going to debunk this. It's obviously real. Uh, but then it goes further and further as uh, this Captain D gets a little bit unhinged and eventually he starts going like uh, the Illuminati is real and all these different kinds of like other little things and all this kind of stuff. And then the wall disappears and you see Captain D in a cell as the guy definitively turns uh, into a villain. He's Satan. He's fucking Satan. <laughs> oh yeah um and basically captain d escapes and goes like you're not gonna fool my audience any longer and then satan becomes nemesis prime <laughs> um no this that character he hasn't appeared yet again because i don't th- i he he seems to like concepts and likes to do them once and then never does them again mm. um but basically goes who are you and the satan goes I am the Zeitgeist. Yeah. Which is a brilliant that, name for a supervillain. That was really good. And I, I like the bit of like, well, why do you look at me? And now why do you look like me, but not me? Zeitgeist tends to change with the times. Yeah. But basically the whole video is 
don't assume everything is fake because you know some things can be faked. Sometimes things can be real and just accept reality. Because the zeitgeist also goes into, like, how can several individuals who take as much time as I take to make one of my videos do that to destroy two of the world's tallest buildings and kill thousands of people? That doesn't make sense. It had to be planned. And it's basically going into conspiracy theories and saying... People yeah, the, can't accept that the world is random, so they need to give a reason for things. Religion! Yeah. But also just in general, like conspiracy theories in general, lizard people, 9-11 conspiracies, Paul McCartney died, and Captain D basically comes in and goes, no, things are random. Things don't make sense. That's fine. Just because things don't make sense doesn't mean you have everything, doesn't mean everything that you see is automatically fake. And I kind of put this at the end mainly because it kind of sums up a lot of the thematic ideas of what his channel is going for. Plus, it's just a really cool video to end on because it's a lot of effects and it's a cool little character skit. Mm -hmm. And he makes fun of the Apollo moon landing conspiracy first, which was great. And uh, freaking... Zeitgeist makeup at one point just looks like Chris Jericho in New Japan. <laughs> Fuck you. I was drinking. <laughs> does it not, though? It does. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I was drinking and I got some in my sinuses. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you've been doing a large part portion of the talking in this episode because you can explain this stuff a lot better than I can, but honestly, I, I really did enjoy all of this. It, it felt not so much like, oh, I'm having my mind blown and I understand all these things now. It felt more like like the best kind of YouTube content is this kind of stuff to me where it's really impressively put together but it's like giving voice to all these little feelings and thoughts that you've had all throughout your life and putting them in a way that you can easily send to somebody and say, hey, watch this, it's really entertaining and it explains how I feel about this thing we were arguing about the other day. Like, that's a big part of why Digibro was my favorite YouTuber for so long, was for a long time, his perspective on media and mine just lined up so well that I was like, most of these, the videos he's making are videos I have wanted to make, but he's made them better than I could have because he had to do editing for him. So I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to back catalog these and rewatch them occasionally and send them to people. And that's also why I like Few so much. Uh, Few Adams, Few's Awesome Transformers reviews. Everybody go check them out. We've name-dropped them like a billion times in this episode. And Toy uh, Grind. Yeah, Toy Grind. And there's uh, unboxing videos, which are phenomenal. It's very much my perspective on toy collecting, which is it's just this big, fun kind of amalgamation of not really picking a side or an aesthetic or an era, even though I am more partial to mid-2000s stuff. It's saying, there's neat stuff from all over, and I'm not going to necessarily focus on keeping up with whatever's new. I'm just going to talk about and get whatever I'm most interested in at the time, and I have the money for. And that's why 
my uh, my new back to formula content does feel a lot like few because it's me reviewing physical stuff and bringing that attitude in. But yeah, Captain Disillusion. It's a it's a pretty good time, and uh, I think I'll be sticking around for more. Yeah, he is he is one of my favorite YouTubers that like puts this kind of effort into his content. There's a lot of YouTubers I really enjoy that just kind of like sit in the camera and talk and put video and put things on top of it. Like mm-hmm. there's. There's a place for those kind of YouTubers as well, like people like uh, uh, Rap Critic, The Rock Critic, Rocked, uh, uh, um, the the I can't remember his new car- uh, channel name, but the Dom, uh, Dominic Noble, Dominic Noble, the, Nash, oh, yeah, basically anybody who used to be a Channel Awesome contributor, but thankfully went like, yeah, no, fuck this, and. <laughs> left yeah um like been at the sage people like that but like there is a great place for like this kind of high effort content and captain disillusion uh cool ghosts is another one i really like um john boys from sb nation there's a lot of good content like that and this is one of my favorites Mm mm-hmm and it's also one of those channels where you just instantly get, yeah, no, this is all stuff that takes a lot of time, and there's probably a very specific kind of audience for it, and he probably gets a lot of the same kind of messages over and over again. Um, and you understand, like, no, he doesn't need more of that. I don't really need to be involved in talking to him. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the content. Yeah. And it's not like he's struggling and he's like an upcoming YouTuber. No, he has a million subscribers. All of he's his videos. He's got a good shit ton of money on Patreon. And I bet he does freelance editing work for people too. Yeah. And he has uh, all of his videos make a, uh, have like about a million views. He's a really good, solid creator. And, like, he makes fun of that all the time. It's like, oh, God, I'm so much of a fucking YouTuber when he talks about, I make content. And it's like, oh. Mm -hmm. But, like, he's a filmmaker. He just makes a very niche short film. Yeah. And, like, this is kind of, like, this is the kind of shit I want my Boingo Rider shit to kind of eventually be. Hmm. Not necessarily this VFX heavy, but this kind of, like, there's a world outside the parameters of the video. Yeah, it's 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 very much that same thing uh, Bray Wyatt is doing in the WWE right now with Firefly Funhouse of like, <laughs> yeah, I exist in the same universe as all these wrestlers, but also I've got my own weird shit going on. Same thing with Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Like... First off, make sure you checked all your things on the analytical fanboy bingo card because we've had Theo Adams, uh, YouTube <laughs> algorithm, uh, wrestling twice. So make sure you get both of them. Yeah. Um, did we was were, was us talking about Beck before or after I started the recording? We we talked about Beck in the middle because remember I said it like when we the were Beck. talking about the Beck phenomenon. <laughs> So there you go. Make sure you get bingo. Yeah. 
Um, I'm going to have to make that Photoshop now. Uh, the Beck incident. Someone talks about anime. Someone brings up Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. This is a very... This is very much of our kind of YouTube channel. Tig with Tig, Vac apologizing for having liked Digibro in the past while also explaining and trying to justify him liking Digibro in the past. We we have a lot of tropes, don't we? Yeah. Somebody make us a TV tropes page. No, don't don't ask for it. We get it when we deserve it. Okay. It's it, with great power must come great responsibility. I'm not asking to be able to edit it. <laughs> uh, but Captain Disillusion, are you subscribing? I subscribed after like the third video. <laughs> Good. Uh, but yeah, I think this is like the one of the first things where it's like definitively that I suggested that you liked. I, I don't just like this. I love this. This yeah. is. This is top-notch shit, bro. Like, this is, like, no, Klaus. We both really enjoyed Klaus. Yeah. I mean, like, there, there's there been stuff in the past that I've been into, but there's nothing that I've been outright, like, yeah, this catapulted to the top of my favorites list. Yeah. But, you know what? I'm glad. I finally found something that we can, that I can show you and go, like, yo, look at this shit. And you go, like, oh, shit. Yeah. Aside from wrestling. <laughs> yeah. But hey, that's a podcast for another day. Hey! Check out Modular Media Wrestling Podcast once every month. Hey, cheap plug, cheap plug, cheap plug, cheap plug. Hey, hey, hey. How are y'all doing? Town you're living in? Hey! That's for people who don't get the joke, because it's a very weird niche joke. There's a well, thing in wrestling. Ever, it's with every performance medium, though. Like yeah. singers do it at concerts. Yeah, it's, it's a it's called a cheap pop, uh-huh. and a pop is the crowd cheering. So you name the drop the town you're in. Oh, sweet! He said the place I'm from. Mm-hmm. Cheap pop. Mick Foley's famous for it. Hi everyone, this is the Vacuuminator piping in real quick to say that um, there will be no what we've been up to this week segment in this podcast because it made the podcast go three and a half hours long and I am currently on my fifth attempt of exporting it from my editor. All other times my editor has crashed so I've decided to just cut a significant chunk out of the podcast out and see if that fixes it and if you're hearing this that means it did. But I won't leave you guys without it's any kind of information on what happened in that portion because if you're somebody who listens to this week to week for some reason, you'll be lost in next week's episode. Basically what happened is Chris didn't listen to very much. Uh, I talked about the fact that I've set up uh, playlists for me to listen to when I'm driving, one for daytime, one for nighttime. Bunch of my typical shit is in there. Uh... Chris watched uh, some a couple new obscure anime. One thing from uh, that he was following up on for the last couple weeks, I think it was Gundam. I'm not sure. Uh, and then we both talked about the first episode of Common Rider Zero One, and I talked about episodes two and three as well because I'd seen them. Um, 
I also talked about I got really into Power Rangers Beast Morphers and uh, the, the first two episodes of Transformers Cyberverse. And I think that's it. And uh, then I don't think Chris read anything this week except like maybe one manga. But uh, I read the last two books of uh, the, the Once and Future King and those were pretty good. And I also read Iron Man Hands of the Mandarin. That was pretty okay, but the art is ass. Um, and as for playing, it's our typical shit. You know, Pokemon Emerald... Uh, the Gundam app, and uh, some new obscure RPG from Japan Chris is into. And I opened a bunch of figures. Uh, Revenge of Sith Obi-Wan, who is okay. Uh, Transformers 2007 Barricade, which is also okay, but less so. And uh, Lightning Collection Lord Zed, which is magnificent. And that, that was pretty much the whole thing. Condensed down into three minutes instead of almost three hours. Jesus Christ, we need to tidy up this podcast. Okay, here's the outro. And I think that's gonna do it for us. So, uh, Mr. Writer of Boingos, why don't you tell everyone who you are and where they can find your stuff? I'm Chris Boingo, Writer Gas, and you can find me on YouTube. I make video editorials uh, of a variety of subjects, wrestling, tokusatsu, anime, uh, the whole Gambit. I haven't made a video about Gambit yet, but thinking about it, I might. It sounds you should do. You should do that. <laughs> uh, you can find me uh, on YouTube at Boingo Writer. Uh, put it in the search bar, you'll find it, or look in the description. And in the description, you can also find my Twitter account, Boingo underscore Writer. My Instagram account, account, my Instagram, Boingo underscore Writer, and a link to my Discord server. You can join up and talk to people. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Nice. I am Simeon the Vacuuminator Scott. I am back to formula and just making some cool, fun reviews of stuff I own and happen to really like um, on my channel. You can find me at youtube.com slash thevacuuminator. I talk about all manner of nerdy stuff, but there's a very solid focus on Transformers and Tokusatsu and the mid to late 2000s and uh also i do uh i do other stuff on the side i try to keep it to review something else review something else like um honestly uh you'll probably you'll probably know by the time this comes out but uh i'm thinking because i've gotten into beast morphers and zero one I might give Ryu Soldier a bit of a go, and then this week, since I'm on a not a review of a thing I own week, I might do a bit of a sit-down ramble about current tokusatsu and talk about stuff. Although, I don't know jack shit about Ultraman, and I haven't seen the, the latest Garo thing, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see how that works out. Um, Just watch, like, one episode and try to make wild guesses of what happens. Yeah. But I'll probably just say, like, yeah, and I haven't watched the new Garo thing yet, but it's it has Common Rider Decade as the main character. How can it not be good? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's me, youtube.com slash thevacuuminator. Keep up with my stuff at twitter.com slash thevacuuminator or at thevacuuminator Instagram. Same thing. It's 
T-H-E-V-A-C-U-U-M-I-N-A-T-O-R. I am very practiced at saying that after seven years. It's um, almost as if you picked a, a name that can be easily misspelled. Yep. Um, and, uh, hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, this rather long podcast, and you want to listen to some more, you want to get to know a little bit more of us and what we do, maybe go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Maybe ring that bell. I don't know. If you're feeling kind of funky and you want to go out and do something, but you want to keep listening, download an MP3 from the Google Drive folder linked in the video description. Keep up with us and what we're doing and when it's coming out by following us on Twitter at the Modular Media or subscribing to our subreddit, r slash Modular Media. But that is going to do it for this episode. Let's go ahead and select what we're talking about next time. And yeah, I know, I still, I still keep moving around where we actually do this. But um, in my defense, I'm, I'm very tired, and this episode's gone over three hours, so... Oh, shit. Fuck. Yeah, uh, but uh, next time, we're doing Monty Python and the Holy Grail, baby! Me! Yeah, I've never seen that before. So Chris put it on the list a little while ago. So... Now for something completely different. Yeah. Um, But before we go, kids, remember... Love with your heart. Use your head for everything else.